Welcome back to another edition of the Los Ponies Podcast. It felt like, I feel like there's, there's too many breaks now. Like, it feels like we just took a break in December. Now we took another break. I feel like I need, I need to catch my breath and get back into rhythm, Curtis. Well, at least we had something to do when we had the week off this time. At least we had Super Bowl to look exactly. forward to. Mm-hmm. We had to think about, oh, what are we going to do with our time off? Everybody's just looking forward to the big game and... Uh, I mean, I, we went to a nice little uh, get-together out in Norco, had, had a good time, but uh, what did you think of the game? Uh, I thought it was, I thought it, it could have gone either way, right? But I felt that, you just felt like the longer it, w- it went that tight, the more you felt like the Patriots were going were gonna to score and get that, that little bit of cushion. Yeah, if you love defense, then that was like the greatest game of all time <laughs> oh, for you. by far. I mean, they had two game plans that absolutely like, cinched down on both teams but I felt bad for Goff it looked like uh, he couldn't do anything no. Belichick just just had him just grinding it out he couldn't do anything and you know Brady and the Patriots they come through once again usually in those scenarios you think it's just a football game it's another game but you could tell the experience came through yeah right that, that was kind of I thought would be the the big difference uh that you know even though they say Brady's getting older and all that yeah I mean, they just know how to win. They, you know, they just throw those little dinkers. They hit Edelman all day long. But if it wasn't Edelman, it was going to be somebody else. You know, it was probably going to be Gronk. You know, they, that's just what they do, and it works every time. Just for that, let me see. Do I have to drop? No, I don't. Oh man, <laughs> I was looking for the NWO drop. Oh man, I don't have it ramped up. But it's just that thing. It's just kind of like the NWO stumping back again. And they're getting another title. Yeah. I'm, what was it? The, the first uh, Super Bowl appearance, how long ago was it? Like 18 years ago or something for for uh, the Patriots? And they said that Brady's the only one left fr- from that game. Nelson. Yeah, there it is. That's Brady and Belichick coming through. Yep. Right? That's, That's it. it. I, I've seen the one where they have uh, Sto- Belichick walking out to Stone Cold <laughs> yeah. music. Yeah. And then of course he's just got like the stoic face. And then the kids reach out for the for the like the high five. Yeah, but it fits him perfectly. Yeah. I mean, you know, like stuff's going down. Then, goes out and there. And then Larry the King when he like snubs the kids, like, oh look at this! <laughs> he's like a snub, like kind of doesn't doesn't acknowledge the kids. But yeah, the congrats to the Patriots. It must be nice to be a Boston sports fan, right? Yeah, I've said like even though it was an LA team, I wanted the Patriots to win because. I think you're just seeing greatness that you're probably never going to see again, especially in football when it's hard just to win one enough in that sport. I mean, they just keep cranking them out. And, you know, as long as it's Brady and Belichick, man, they find a way to win. All right, let's take a look at a Saturday's program here at Los Al, which features the Winter Derby. And we'll do some bonus look ahead towards the Winter Championship mm-hmm. on Sunday mm-hmm. as well. So right off the bat, race number one, four and a half furlongs, thoroughbreds. Conditional claimers. Villa six set to post. Morning night favorite is going to be the three. The yeah, the, the four. Excuse me, six eighteen for Angie Aquino. The barn is on fire. Absolutely. Are you in the Angie Aquino bandwagon right now? I'm all in. Oh. Uh, especially, I think the one that really sold me was when uh, she picked up Shadow Op off off of uh, Keith Craigmile. Oh, I needed. And, you know, I needed Shadow Op every bit. We both said like. It, this will be a test to see like how good she is right now. She can get this horse really going. The horse wasn't running all that bad for no. Keith, but just the fact that she could keep going because I mean Keith's you know upper tier there, 
and uh, the horse ran really gamely. You you almost had it. But almost couldn't get together, but yeah, she's on fire right now. So I'm gonna go to the four six eighteen right off the bat. Your last time out uh, went to eight seventy and got sandwiched at the start. So just draw a line through that. Just go back to the race with Eddie Truman there. Uh, in you know ran four and a half, was leading the whole way, cleared, only lost by a length and a half. But Angie gets it here second time, and they're gonna take the blinkers off. I don't really like the three charming weekend that much. Doesn't look like the horse has that much stamina late so i think 618 can get uh, out there on the lead and be gone it is going to be a, a you know it's a compact field of six uh, but i do think it's a three horse race between the three top morning nine betting choices right now i'll go three one four you know the, the three is coming off of a good second place finish got claimed now in the barn of jesus mendoza uh the one endearment kelly castaneda ran against this level last time out went wide around the turn and went evenly there for third I think that one could improve second time out. And then, of course, Angie Aquino there, second time out for the barn. Looks very, very tough. I think it's between those three, so no surprises. I'll go three, one, and four. Yeah, just a little bit different order. I got four, and then the one endearment. Horse kind of plots along, but like you said, hopefully can improve second time here, and then I'm going to go to the three charming weekend for third. All right, race number two. Again, four and a half thoroughbreds here. The, 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 the distance, conditional claimers of 2,500 in this spot. Right off the bat? That's right. Let's get it going here. That I'm, early in the card? I'm having Sergio Morfin lock it up over his former claimer, Seattle Encounter, that Jesus Nunez took over for. Yeah, it's pretty hard to, to step a horse up off of Sergio Morfin, so I'm hoping that Seattle Encounter can take a little drop back. Working has been closing nicely. Hopefully there, you know, there's not a whole lot of speed in this field. If Sergio can get this horse forwardly placed, you know, Seattle Encounter is probably going to be out there, but yeah. hoping Working can just run him down in the stretch. Wow. I have the two on top. So uh, I'm playing the, the the morphing angle that got taken away from him in this spot. We'll see. I think All Seattle right. Encounter has, has a good amount of speed there. Uh, I thought it was a good second despite not getting out to the best of starts. Ran behind the, the sharp runner, Rocket My Mojo. And then I'll go to the seventh soft trip here. Will probably be my... My long shot play of the night there at 6-1 to one on the morning line. Let's draw a line through that effort. Never really fired. Now second time off off the layoff there and gets Ramon Guse. Uh, I think the 7 could, could make a, a good price horse on the outside. And then working. Just You know he's going to be finishing. Yeah. But the key is how close can he stay to the leaders early on. Yeah. That is the only question. But I think that he's got a big shot as well. So 2 7 three for me here in race two again we got the same numbers I, I like the three on top and then i'm going to go to the two seattle encounter who should be out there in front and then i went to the seven soft trip because i i believe the five on the fence is going to scratch and be in sunday night so that one's uh, not going to be running on saturday and i pretty much don't like anyone else so by uh, default soft trip's <laughs> going to be my third horse all right that's race number two race number three here the start of the pick six by the way we've got a carryover Carry over in the pick six. What was it $5,000, yeah, I believe? Yeah, 5100 bucks. Okay. And change there for the pick six carry over on Saturday night at LaSalle. And uh, race number three is four and a half thoroughbreds here. Conditional claimer of 3200 Fizz and three-year-olds and up, which have never won two races. Field of seven. Morning line favorite is going to be the six Charming Alexis for Jack Caraba. Are you with? Or against here, Charmin Alexis. I'm chucking it out. What? I'm going to the one. I'm sticking with Angie. <laughs> uh, you know, the one's going to be out there battling with Charming Alexis, but yeah, you know, I haven't seen uh, Charming Alexis really finishing lately. Just stepped up to five and a half at Santa Anita. That was just too tough. You know, tired badly, 
and then uh, last time at 870 was there, and then just I, I didn't like the stride past the 16th pole, so I, I'm just going to totally go against her. Going with the one little AJ who's going to be out there dueling with the 6 probably, but draws inside and has been finishing right there. Only lost by a half, a half, and a neck, so as long as little AJ can take the turn and stay inside of Charming Alexis, I think has a big shot. She's had some tough beats in the last few starts, without a doubt. I, I, I'm sticking with the 6. Jack Corral, I'm on your team here. Juan Ochoa <laughs> takes them out. Uh, this horse broke the maiden nicely here over this track. Four starts back, but I think getting back over over this track might help. So six, one, and then the seven. Two time and losey here for Jerry Wallace. Uh, looked sharp last time out. Broke good. Had a good lead and opened up down the stretch. Uh, I really can't see anyone else stepping up in this spot. I, I think it's between those three. So six, one, seven for me in race number three. Yeah, we're pretty different. Uh, wow. I, I went uh, one on top. Uh -huh. I'm going to go to the five. Tell my Ooh. fortune here. Gary Sherlock, Edgar Pieris is going to pick this one up. Uh, I don't know where Vergara. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where he's at because a lot of these ones he's he's ridden before and won on. He, he's not here on Saturday, but picking up the red hot Edgar Pieris. You know, has been slow early, but lacked room on the turn and rallied nicely. I think can uh, take another step up. 12 to 1 is really nice. And then I'm going to go to the 4. Uh, spectacular storm here for Jorge Gutierrez. Uh, won all right first time at Los Al. Uh, went 52 and 1 in the maiden race. Then they stepped it all the way up to 5,000 and just never got involved at all against Nana's Rule and gone skyward. So I'm just going to draw a line through that one and, and treat this. Really dropping back down to 3,200 as the second start at Los Al. Hopefully the Goose can keep this one a little bit closer. Ooh, you're looking for some prices underneath. All right, recap, I'll go 617-154. Race number four, the halfway point of the cart in this spot. Race number four, we're going 870 yards here. And uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, lock of the night. It could be an easy early pick for them. Oh, this, this could be easy. Play 10, 15, 20 times. <laughs> 20 times. Yeah. Hey, last time we called that, what did we call that? Trifecta that oh, one yeah. time? Yeah. A hit for, we said play it yeah. 100 times? Just for that, just for reminding him about that one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We told him. That's every first. That's the first and only time we said $100 Benjamin Trifecta. Yeah. Came through. Uh, Caleb said it on uh, TVG, and I, that jogged my memory that yeah. I even said that. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully somebody out there played it a bunch By of times. By the way, this is my lock of the night, but... Let's let's open up the wound and 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 rewind the tape. Go ahead. I, I, I you know I went against my remember I jinxed myself last week. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. I went against Surfing Angel mm -hmm. who had won just the previous week before that yes. as a lock of the night. Yes. Surfing Angel came back to beat my lock of the night and stopped the streak at, t at you three. You should have just doubled down on her. Man. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> I'm sorry, a knee streak right here, Curtis. Knee streak. Take a guess who it is. Let's okay. So it can't be the six. Can okay, nope. Right. So, are you gonna go to the one? Sure, proof. Yes, it is. Got along sure the inside. Proof. Along the inside, this horse was well meant to start back, but got carried wide there and finished an even third as a heavy favorite. Then came back and redeemed himself last time out with a very sharp win over a wet track. I'm looking for Eric Garcia to be able to send this one out of the gate. Give me sure proof. The lock of the night there from the rail. Yeah, I, I'm, let's double down it. I, I like sure proof nice. on top here. Uh, ran really game, I thought, in the daytime, three outs ago, mm -hmm. uh, going five and a half. Uh, I, you know, I think that race was, was really good up there in that main 50,000. It came back, broke out, and was caught wide. 
and then it went to 870 and on the wet track like you said really ran nicely powered away it has lost against uh, the six madam Jeanette but I like that it's drawn along the inside so hopefully he can just keep the rail and go wire to wire uh, then I'm gonna go to the six who we just talked about you know couldn't get near the lead yeah uh, on the wet fast last time still finished a decent third draws outside but uh, you know, I don't like that it's drawn to the outside of sure improvement's going to have to deal with, and it's going to have to show a lot of improvement there. And then I'll go to the four. Turn your eyes for a little bit of a price. Mm -hmm. uh, it's coming off a, a pretty big layoff here for the uh, team of Rodolfo Viramontes and Armando Viramontes, but it has shown a lot of speed in the, pla uh, in the past, but you know, was racing against a lot better horses, so I just took a shot here, and maybe they could get this horse turned around. You, you... You tend to kind of gauge that combo well when they're live, the Rodolfo and Armando. Yeah, I think they kind of they they only run horses when they're ready, and I think they spot them well. So yeah. that's that's kind of that's kind of the angle I go for. I really have nothing much to add. The one is going to be the lock of the night. The six should be right there, Madame Jeanette. There, uh, that was a good win. Two starts back, and last time out just failed to accelerate over the wet track. I think she's going to be a good threat. And then the five, Cecil Ruler for third. That was a breakthrough win, two starts back. Faced winners for the first time last time out and finished an even fourth there. That was a pretty good allowance uh, field. So I'll go one six five here. The lock of the night, the one sure proof. Yeah, one six four for me. Race number five, the start of the late pick four. Field of six, we got quarter horses going 300 yards. Conditional claimings for a tag of $5,000. Three-year-olds and up, which have never won two races. Field of six, who'd you pick? I'm going to try and hop on the Alamon bandwagon oh, here with you. I'm going to go with uh, Rosh Bagash here, the five horse. It's going to go first time flipping halter, and it switches from yeah. where to, you're, you're to catching on. You're catching up to this conspiracy hey, theory. You, you if you want to get on the train, you got to get on early yes. right, before everybody figures it out. But yeah, dropping down to its lowest level yet, we saw this horse early on. It had some talent, mm -hmm. and we thought maybe it would pan out, and that made win one by two and a quarter. But after that, uh, things just didn't really go the way they planned, but here drops into its easy, uh, easiest level yet, puts the flipping halter on, gets Ayala. Uh, it's right to the inside of Kaysen's Dream, who doesn't usually get in a whole lot of trouble at the start, so hopefully Ayala can just get this one out of the gate and get going. Good news. I like that you're getting into the conspiracy bandwagon <laughs> here. Bad news is I don't have Ross Bigashi in my top three. At all? At all. So I'm playing against my own angle in this spot, but... <laughs> I am going to pick the six-year Kaysen's Dream on the outside. Okay. This horse has, packs a good late kick. I think switching to the outside could be the, the, the key to this horse's uh, victory tonight. I'll go six, three, one. The three Tanya Tucker there uh, comes out of the same common race as Kaysen's Dream. Uh, but, you know, she kind of veered in at the start and went evenly there from the rail. I kind of like better how the six finished versus the three last time out. So six, three. And then the one, JML Quicksilver there. That's a tongue twister for John Cooper and Julio Delatore. I mean, who could have seen that turnaround last time out? Yeah. Broke the best he's ever broken and went home there at 13-1. to 1. Uh, She might be turning around the corner, so I can't leave her off. So I'll go 6-3-1 here in race 5. Yeah, I like the 5, and then I like the 6, Kaysen's Dream. And then, of course, if you like Kaysen's Dream, you got to like the 3 because they... They uh, just finished noses apart there last time, so I'll go five, six, three. All right, race number six here. We're flipping the page, and let me see. Yeah, we got a, a field of seven. We got quarter horse going three hundred yards. And before we we talked about this kind of spot, I want to give a 
uh, a breaking news. Breaking news. Uh -huh. Breaking news. I'm looking here at the Nightlines program. Not only did He Looks Hot earn on AQHA Supreme Racehorse Honors mm -hmm. now in his terrific career, but also Dr. Ed Allred here. Milestone. Yeah. A milestone. I'm surprised you weren't down uh, in the uh, winter circle. I tried to disconnect from the microphone on TVG. Okay. And I was too cold. I was too cold. I had a heater there. I was like, I'll, I'll sit I'm here. I'm sure Speck was in your ear. You weren't <laughs> he leaving. Was. Yes, he was. But, yo, Dr. Allred, $1,500, $1,500, excuse me, quarter horse wins in his career. What a milestone. You talk about a lot of connections over the years. You just want to get to 1,500 starts. Yeah. To get 1,500 wins, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I think I have about uh, 12. <laughs> 12 so, uh, <laughs> so, uh I got a long way to go, but yeah, I mean, Doc already has done so much uh, for this business. Uh, quarter horse racing, you know, he's, he keeps Los Al going, he, just the head figure. He, he put together the equine sale. Yes. I mean, he, he's done it all. Uh, he's got the best breeding there is in California. And I mean, just add, a, an, add another trophy to the case for him, uh, just a, another good record. And uh, speaking of that, and already he's he has a seven top hog. Tupac George on the outside here in their 300 yard event. Field of seven, the six. One cool winner is your slight morning nine choice at nine to five. Are you with or against here the six one cool winner? Uh, I'm against slightly. I'm, I'm going to go to the five. Treacherous right. here for okay. Jorge Farias. Uh, they claimed it off Scott Willoughby two outs ago. He came right back in a $5,000 race and won really nicely. Went 1562. And it seems like when Farias gets these horses going, uh, that he can win multiple times in a row. So I'm going to play him right back. And uh, I don't think that you know the other horses in this field, a lot of them have run times of 1560. And I know he's stepping up here, but hopefully he can just run that and fire again here in the six. And you got to be feel good about that confident class hike, right? So yes. Right off the win, second time out at the class hike for the five. I'll have the five for third, but on top I got to pick one cool winner. I was I was uh, very impressed with that second last time out. Uh, lugged in a bit at the start, but battled gamely there from that Bermuda Triangle post number <laughs> two there to, to finish a very good second. And uh, I thought it was a good effort. A repeat effort puts, puts him in the mix of things, definitely as a top contender. And then I'll go to the seven. Tupac George here on the outside for Jimmy Glenn and Ed Allred. Ulysses Gomez stays aboard. This one comes out of a third-place finish, but he, he kind of broke the best he's broken in a long time, and I kind of like that trend for him now second time off the layoff. And then Treacherous, off of that sharp win, it's going to be my third choice with a class hike for uh, Jorge Faria. So six, seven, five for me in race six. Yeah, like five, and then the six, one cool winner who you talked about. Uh, looks dangerous again off the slight drop. And then I'm going to go to the two for a little price here, Fire and Fury, another Alamon horse. Yes. Dropping down from 16 to 10. Started to get things going the right way there in the maiden races. Finally went at, at maiden 12-5. Moonflash Pilot to the outside looks like he might be regressing. So he's drawn between that and Farm Boy Payday, who isn't the quickest early. So hopefully the, the drop down in class. He had a really troubled trip last time out. We'll see if he can do any damage here in the sixth. By the way, both of us are leaving Jesus Ayala off our tickets. He's hitting at 30% on the new season. The old Ayala's back. Wow. He kind of went into a little lull He took there. a little slump. He took and, a little slump. But, man... As far as uh, 2019 is considered, Man. he's right back up there. And you know why? You know why he's in a good role? He sat in the Professor G and Los Pony stable at the awards banquet. I mean, that's like rarefied air. You think that uh, sitting with such big wigs gave him the confidence he needed to I, get back and be 30%? Hey, I, I'm, not, I'm not claiming 
that I was part of it, but you'll take a little. I'll take credit. I'll take a little <laughs> a little bit of that as well. All right, there's the races. Let me know what time it is. The late daily double. Yes, it is late daily double time here on the quarters and race number seven. We got 300 yards. Quarter horse says going for a very nice allowance. Compact field of six. These are some horses that we've supported before. Quite a few of these. Yep. If you go down the list. But who are you going here in this spot? Yeah, this is a pretty good little race here. This could be like a, a um, handicap yes, race for uh -huh. three-year-olds if you wanted to. But, you know, I like KR horses, uh, so I'm going with yes. Jaime and, and Jose Nicasio here on the outside with KR High Five. Uh, just knows how to win races. Last time out, uh, broke in. And uh, I don't think 400 yards was to his liking. So shortens back up to 300 and draws the outside. Is quick. This is a tough race, but hopefully he can just go wire to wire. All right, so are you going... You're going to this spot on the outside, KR High Five. I'm going to the four calendar here. Uh, a horse that uh, qualified to the PC Creation Ray British Fraternity early last year. Last time out there, got into a little bit of trouble, but still battled gamely there through the wire in that in that juvenile. And just looking at that juvenile field, that, that was a very, very nice field in yep. the juvenile. Usually in the consoles, we, we get a few runners that they kind of really warm respect, but I thought that the top four, top five horses there were very, very sharp. So, give me calendar on top. I'll go just flashy there for second. Jesus Ayala riding for Felix Gonzalez. Not really a combination you see a lot. So, I, I'm kind of thinking this one could be well meant there for Felix Gonzalez. Uh, I thought this was one of uh, Gonzalez's best three-year-olds last year. Uh, she kind of tailed off there to, to, to end the year, but uh, she could fire right back second time off the layoff. So I'll go seven, I mean, excuse me, four, two, and then six, KR high five with that outside post. That was too flat of an effort last time out, right? It was just yeah. it was just a flat effort from the rail. Uh, you you got to respect them and give them one more shot. So four, two, six for me here in race number seven. Yeah, I like the six, and then I like the three, Corona by Corona. You know, kind of an in-and-out runner, so uh, hasn't ever put... You know, two wins back to back, but did win the holiday handicap nicely last time, uh, beating the five bail check in that effort. So I'm going to pick that one for second. And then I agree that uh, the two just flashy Ayala getting aboard. Uh, you know, I really like this horse at the beginning of the year <laughs> and uh, hasn't really been quick early. Yeah, so, that's you the know, thing. I thought it was, uh, you know, really quick early on uh, in her career to, to start 2018. So. Hopefully Ayala can just get this horse going. I, I think 300 yards is uh, to this Philly's liking. Shout out to Keith Nelson on the three Corona by Corona. He was uh, accepting an award there at the PCQHRA Awards Banquet as well. Mm -hmm. So he was looking good on display. He, I seen him uh, at Oklahoma accepting an award also over there. He was looking good on stage and he was he was celebrating the Patriots win. By a mile. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, his, his boy. His boy made, made a, know, yeah. yeah, he made a couple big plays. He in, made a in that big game. tackle yep. uh, there to kind of push back the, the Rams offense, I want to say 15 or 20 yards. I think. That's the first thing. I, once I saw them make a couple tackles, I, I just immediately thought of KV and yeah. Corona. So. Imagine imagine how how pumped they were watching that game. Oh, God. I, I'm, I'm sure when you have a connection like that, it makes it all that much better than just... Uh, just watching it on the you know regular like like we are where yeah. we don't have anybody we actually know <laughs> playing in the game. <laughs> so shout out to Keith there with the three corner by corona. Recap: I go four two six six three two. All right, we have arrived to the featured event, the Grade One Los Alamitos Winter Derby. Field of ten, hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars plus uh, is in the purse. Slight morning night choice is going to be the six powerful favorite. Shout out to Mister Losal. 
You think he he's supporting the six? Hundred percent. He's got to, right? He can't jump off now. Yeah, I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to ask him. I, I know he'll be uh, he'll be single. All right, field of ten here uh, assigned for this four hundred yard event. Powerful favorite remains with the Fletby Halter tonight. Are you staying with the six powerful favorite? Yeah, uh, I'll be right there with Mr. Losal uh, tomorrow night. I, I think ever since they added the flipping halter, mm -hmm. he's run two impressive races out of the three. You know, in the Losal two minute, he just stumbled leaving, so just draw a line through that. Uh, before that, you know, he blew him away. And then in the last one, I didn't like it. He broke through the gate mm -hmm. and he got bumped from both sides, but he still, yes. you know, drew clear. And that That's was rare. really impressive That's to rare. me. Yeah. Still set a very fast qualifying time. So as long as he can get out cleanly, I think he should win this race oh, easy. Wow. That's, I mean, the more I look at that effort, the more I'm like, I mean, if he just behaves and breaks, he's a winner, right? Yeah, I mean, when you put up, when all that happens, you break yeah. through the gate, bump from both sides, and you still put up 1978. If he goes back to the race where he first put the flipping halter on, went 65, I think he's going to win this race easy. <sighs> Man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, Kind of doubting my pick now, but well, nonetheless, don't let me talk you out of it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nonetheless, <laughs> I'm sticking with the eight. Coleman, forty-seven. Okay. Five to one in the morning line. I just thought he was, you know, he broke good last time out on trials night, but he was never asked. I thought they were ultra confident there for a second. I thought he had plenty left in the tank. I think they knew they just felt that they were going to qualify once they broke out of the gate so good. So they didn't. Ramon Sanchez never really asked him for his best. I like the way he finished past the wire. Uh, give me Coleman 47 here on top. Then for second, I'll go to the five. Miss Ray Political. I just like the, that he's consistent out of the gate. He, he posted a good time of 1979 there on trials night to beat Coleman 47. But I, I like the way Coleman 47 finished versus uh, Miss Ray Political there. So give me the eight. Give me the five. And then, of course, powerful favorite there. Can't ignore that big, big win three starts back. If he behaves and he breaks cleanly, he's going to be tough to beat there. But... I, I'm sticking with the eight. Give me eight, five, six here into Winter Derby. Yeah, I like the eight for a second here. Uh, it's a horse that has shown he knows how to win yes. big races. You know, and he's kind of. He, I think I feel like he's getting more mature now. Yeah, I mean he was a total goofball. Yes, he was. And he, he still has his quirks, mm -hmm. I think. But yeah, I think he's maturing a little. And, and I like that he can come back into finals and you know put up a big effort. That's why I put him in second. and I put Mr. A Political third because Mr. A Political hasn't shown me that he can come back in finals. I think he's still definitely one of the main contenders in here when I look at the rest of the field. Uh, I think these three are far and above uh, you know, the best horses in here, but I'm just going to throw him in there because uh, he's got to prove to me that he can come back in a final and, and run just another impressive effort. It's going to be a very good competitive winter derby. Other than those top three, it could be wide open as mm -hmm. far as the exotics. Uh, totally, yeah. yeah, that's what I... Uh, I, when I was doing my picks, uh, I, I like I already loved Powerful Favorite yes. since adding the flipping halter, and then I just pretty much went to Coleman and Mystery Political because I don't really see these other horses beating you know being first or second. It's going to be a huge upset for me. I've given Terrific first down on the outside, plenty of chances. Yes, and, you know, maybe drawing the outside here uh, will work in this horse's favor, but. I just haven't seen the late kick that I thought we uh, thought this horse would have had early on in its career. Yeah, that's the thing. So I'll go eight five six. Six eight five. And give me a superfector horse. Who would be your superfector horse? I'm gonna go with Singles Cruise. Ooh. It's a horse I liked, uh, you know, in the the first race coming out here. Uh, broke really sharp. Uh, just kind of got goofy there. 
you know, lugged out. But last time out and beat, I like my chances and ladies of cartel. So as long as uh, Rangel can get this horse out, we'll just see how far she can go. Give me the 10. I'm sticking. One more <laughs> okay. shot. One more shot. Terrific is down there on the outside. Cody Jensen is listed to ride. Uh, I still got a feeling. She, maybe she can mature as a, as a three-year-old. We'll see. So I'll go eight, five, six, ten for me here in the Winter Derby. I mean, it's possible. We've seen a lot of uh, terrific energies uh, get better as they as they pro progress. Look at Thermonuclear. Yeah. Uh, she finally blossomed. Uh, finally, <laughs> could break a little. So uh, maybe that could be the same case for the ten. All right. So uh, recap. I'll go eight, five, six, ten. Six, eight, five, four. Ooh, Winter Derby is in the books. All right. Let's flip the page for Sunday night. Grade one, Brad McKenzie, Winter Championship. Very good field assembled. It's going to be a very competitive group. Uh, we know he looks hot, loves the outside post. Yes. But he did not draw an outside post, so that makes the race very, very interesting. Who'd you pick here in the Winter Championship? I definitely took that into my handicapping. Uh, I went to the three, Tarzanito here. Ooh. Yeah, been finishing really well. Uh, just lost by a half to Zooming for Spuds, uh, but was gaining late. And I like that he's, you know, he was all the way on the outside last time uh, when Zooming was in the four hole. So he's drawn a little bit closer and down along the inside. I still think the track's playing a little bit better down uh, in that area. So he draws closer to Zooming for Spuds. He can keep him closer in the range if uh, he happens to get away. And I just think this horse will be rolling late. Oh, I, I, I'm just, I just keep getting so impressed by how professional of a quarter horse zooming for spuds is yes he just breaks good Total he runs straight i mean he's he's got to be a dream quarter horse to watch run for 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 the barn there and for the ownership so give me the one give me the row he's okay. gonna break on top he's gonna he's gonna take the lead early on and he's he's gonna be inching for the wire to come because they're gonna be rolling late yeah. uh, i'll give he looks caught the, the second choice there uh if he would have been drawn inside or outside he would have been my pick, but okay. just that he's drawn between horses. He 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 needs a few strikes out of the gate to get going, and he can get into trouble. But he's talented. He deserves to be a top choice there. So I'll go zoom in for Spuds. He looks hot, and Tarzanito there for third. Tarzanito there was finishing with big strides. Uh, I like the way he was moving. I've kind of been. I'm not. Haven't been always on the right side of Tarzanito. Sometimes when I pick him, he beats yeah. me. He don't. You know, he doesn't run as good. When I don't pick him, he, he runs a big race and yeah. beats me. But I'm sticking with him here tonight. I'm going to pick him for third. I think he can run a big effort. So I'll go zoom in for Spuds. He looks hot. And Tarzanito. <coughs> yeah, I like Tarzanito on top. Going zoom in for Spuds. You know, the, just the ultimate professional. Yes. Down along the inside. And then I'm going to go to the six. He looks hot. You know, did win last time. But, you know, here he is. He, he was drawn on the outside. I, I tried to play against him. Yeah, I thought maybe he would be beatable out off that flat effort in the Champion of Champions. But here he is drawn in the six hole. Uh, he might get into trouble with Yankee and chance to fire. You know, he, he Possibly Yankee could break slow and uh, <laughs> he looks like he has a clear path. But that's why I'm going to pick him for third. I think he'll be there, but maybe the post isn't to his advantage. I mean, you got LDA's bag, you got Yankee, you got the one-two special who, who ran a big effort off the long layoff. Yep. There's some uh, interesting trifecta and superfecta horses in the field without the doubt. Yeah, I got the eight. Old Katie's Yo. easy who we, we thought was going to kind of go into that upper echelon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And finally, but you know, just couldn't get past the big boys. But I think is always sitting on a big one, is well drawn there uh, on the outside. 
I think she'd be uh, rolling late and definitely will be under the radar. Give me LD is back for fourth. That that's my 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 okay. price to perfect the horse here with the nine LD is back. So recap, I'll go one, one, six, three. I'll go three, one, six, and uh, eight. The long shot. All Katie's right. easy moves. Professor G, give us a pick. Who's the pick for the winter championship? He looks hot. Company man. A company man right there. True and true. <laughs> you should have just uh, kind of faked his voice and just said he looks hot. All right. So that's that's our picks there for the Saturday card and the Winter Championship. But we got some special guests joining us. So let's take a break. We'll reset the show. And we'll, we'll see who's joining us here on the podcast. Very special edition. Let's see if we can. We're actually recording this. At 11.14 p.m. after the race is on Friday. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Do you think our guests are still awake? I mean, I, I, don't, I think it's one to nine shots that, uh, <laughs> that Weaver's still awake. So uh, <laughs> we'll see about the rest of them. All right. Let's, see, let's see if we can get a hold of, of Weaver here. We'll, we'll be right back after a break. All right. Welcome back to the show. And uh, we've got a special guest joining us here. And uh, let's, let's ring the doorbell. Let's ring the doorbell for my special guest tonight. You know him. You know him very well if you're a fan of the quarters. And I'm talking about Scotty McKeever. Scotty, thanks for taking my call and joining the show there. And uh, you're in Vegas because you're at the NHC. So day one is in the books. How, uh, how is Vegas treating you? Uh, Vegas is treating me fun, but the uh, NHC didn't treat me good on the first day. <laughs> uh, so uh, what, uh, what kind of score are you sitting at right now? I have, I think, uh, I want to say um, 37. Okay, um, and uh, how's uh, I know? Did you qualify last year for this event as well? Yeah, that was my first year last year, Jose, and I, I uh, it, it was a rough experience. It all happened so fast, mm -hmm. and then uh, I thought I'd be a little bit more prepared this year, and I felt like I was. I I had a thirty to one shot over at Goldstream Park on the turf that I had that lost. He was down down the stretch, had to lead, yeah, and lost by uh, by about a length in the end. And that puts me right where I want to be if I get that one. But, um, you know, the, the, the challenging part of the NHC is there's about 75 races. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're all coming so fast. In some cases, you'll have three races going off at the same time. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a humbling experience for sure. All right. So for the people that are listening, give us a, a random, rundown, a, a bit of a, kind of like the format. So what, if you were to qualify... What what is the format as far as maybe day one, right? To get into the mix, what do you have to do on day one uh, to to kind of uh, follow the contest? Well, it's fictitious win in place, two dollars to win in place. So you you need to certainly the people that are successful in this tournament handicap before and they're prepared. Uh, you just really can't show up and, and do well, and that's why I think uh, a lot of the experienced players uh, do do much better here. But uh, you definitely want to study in your room, be prepared, have your tools that you use, know kind of what you want to play, right? Because what happens is you might have a horse you like, but if the horse gets bet, you, you, you really need, you need long, longer shots. You know, you want, mm -hmm. you know, seven to one uh, or longer. I, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about how you can play favorites a little bit now, but I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I think you can do that if you want to pad a lead that you might have, but if you're behind, you're always feeling like you need a little bit of a, a, a longer shot, if you will. And I know there's a, a special set of mandatory races that everybody has to bet. And then there's optionals, right? So how, how many races are mandatory and how many are optional? So there's 18 total races, and I want to say six of them were mandatory. 
and they're okay. selected up front. All right. So, so the strategy would be like in those mandatory races, uh, you would try to find the the separator horse, right? Since everybody's playing, and if you can catch a prize in those, then then you're you're kind of like spreading the group. Uh, I would say more like in in a third or in a half, right? So you you would expect uh, maybe a third of the people to have a a big prize in in, in kind of those mandatory races, right? You know, I, I know a lot of the top players, Jose, were are are taking those races, and they're saying just find the winner. Yeah. Don't even worry about finding a long shot. Just find the winner in the mandatory races, and then and the other ones look for the long shots. But um, I, I'm always going to try to find the long shot. Uh, I think you just have to have two or three horses in each race that you think that might um, that might be able to win the race, and then take the odds. There is so much, so much luck. In this form, there's a lot it of variance, a lot of variance. Oh, so I can't tell you how many races, horses, like a ton of wall of horses were coming down the stretch. It's really exhilarating. I mean, the room is really exciting and people get into it and it's a lot of fun. And you, you, you know, got a lot of emotions going on and the experience is great, but you have to set your expectations a little bit lower. I have a hard time doing that as you know how I am. Yeah. And uh, so, because uh, then, then when you come down, like at the end of the night, I, I was kind of struggling. I'm, it's, it's, it's hard on me. Cause I'm very competitive, but you just have to, you know, it's, you just have to be humble and, and be prepared. And also, uh, you know, you've had plenty of success in, in cash in cash live uh, tournaments. And I know this is kind of out of your realm. Is it, is it a little bit different? Is it, is it hard for you to adjust and just thinking about, I just want to pick the winner versus I want to hit a big trifecta 20, 30, 50 times. Uh, per se in one of those cash contests so how are you trying to balance that strategy where you know what you need to do in cash contests how is that relating to this this style of format well they're just so different i mean the cash contests for me are a little bit easier because you know me i'm a trifecta player and so i can get that one score that's going to put me up there whereas here they cap it at uh, 20 to 1 so i think 42 i want to say 42 dollars and twenty-two dollars is uh, for place is what they what they allow max, um, and you really need to find long shots. And I I, I find that finding those long shots uh, to win or place, especially you you really need them to win, is a lot tougher than trying to find a, a trifecta or two in a tournament. So, um, the, for whatever reason, the way I play, the the cash tournaments uh, favor me. And then. Uh- as far as uh, the optional races that you get to pick whatever you want, is there, is there a specific track list, or can you really go all out and pick whatever track you want? It's uh, there. There, I want to say eight tracks: Laurel Park, Golden Gate. Of course, you got Goldstream Park, Tampa, Santa Anita, Oakland Park. Uh, I think I'm missing uh, one other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aqueduct is the other one. Yeah. But I want to say there's seven or eight of them that you have to, you have to choose from the mandatory ones are already up front. They tell you up front, which ones those are. And so, you know, you can plan for those, but qualifying for this tournament was a lot easier because you, I, it was two tracks. Yeah. Right? So you, you can handicap those. You're playing 12 races. Whereas here you're playing 18, but you're talking about 70 something races and, and you're trying to choose and handicap all those about midnight. I got tired. I went to bed and, and I, I hadn't even prepared for a couple of hours of racing for the day. It started at 9 a.m. So I'm trying to figure out what my new strategy is going to be. And uh, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do different. But I do need to do something different because uh, I, I wasn't as well as prepared as I would have liked to be. Uh, is, is, is it kind of like hurting a bit in your ribs knowing that 
uh, our man Dave, the Dream Weaver, is is leading you. He's he's you in had top. to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> you you know what? Anybody could have been in front of me, but Weaver. <laughs> Anybody like, but Weaver. He passed by me, and he goes. He passed by me, and he goes. How are you doing? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I go. How are you doing? He goes. Oh, I've got about uh, seventy points, something like that, and I just wanted to throw up. I think I, I checked the last time I checked uh, the leaderboard uh, after all said was out. I think he's sitting like a. 100 plus. I want to say 120, 130 dollars there in the score. So Weaver is sitting pretty, pretty good. That's actually, let me tell you something. Uh, there's just some sort of stat going around that the, like the top 20 people that are in the lead the first day aren't anywhere near the leaderboard come the second day. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can definitely come back. I've, I've, it's going to be challenging for me. I'm going to have to be spot on tomorrow. So I'm going to be obviously, uh, you know, looking to take a, a few more bigger cuts. So, uh, but Weaver's in a good spot right now. And, and it's impressive too. It just goes to show you, cause you know, all my stuff is systematic. Yes. Whereas, uh, you know, he's just looking at a form and, and, and doing that. So, I mean, kudos to Dave. Yeah. So that's, that's a key of, uh, of uh, that's kind of the beauty of it, right? That, uh, how, how this game can be like, uh, anyone can, can pick a winner and, and, and have a, have a good day. But, uh, so what are, what's the format for day two? What do you need to do? Who moves up or, who, who moves along to day three? Uh, what do you need to do to, to get into that next spot? Well, from what I understand, I'm not sure what – maybe it's top ten, I think, Jose. I'm not entirely sure. But you um, – from what I understand, you're going to need to be about 160 points okay. to 180 to get there. So um, I'm at 37, I believe. So I've got a long way to go. It can happen, but I, I'm definitely a long shot. So I'm going to have to – I'm just going to have to take some swings for – um, four bigger long shots. What I have already done tonight is eliminate horses I thought had no chance, mm-hmm. but that still leaves me with, you know, 50 different horses yeah. or 50 different races, excuse me. So it, um, it's, uh, it's tough. It, it, it's, it's tough. It's really hard, but I just have to swing for the fences tomorrow and I can do it, but, uh, but I'm definitely a long shot. You, you could definitely do it. But the, now that my question is, were you approaching the, when you were approaching the tournament, were you, were you like the night before? Were you already set on what horses you liked, and 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 kind of married yourself to them, or were you making adjustments as you were getting closer to post time? Like, were you were you kind of upgrading horses or downgrading them as far as their their odds were at close at post time? So what I did was I eliminated horses that I didn't like, and then I I left myself with like three or four horses in each race, and I thought that would be okay. But it's still when 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 all of a sudden the horses are going into uh, into the post, and you've got three or four horses, you really still aren't sure what to do. Which one of those four do you bet? If you make the right call, you do well. So I think you need a little bit more information. You need to have uh, you need to be. I need to tighten things up a little bit and know, um, and maybe narrow it down to two horses and be prepared. But that if you think about that, that's a lot of handicapping. You're talking about seventy five races or so. And you've got to handicap all of those, eliminate horses, then try to figure out which ones you want to to play. And of course, you don't want to use the favorites. So which of those races do you play? And you, then you have to look at, well, which favorites are vulnerable? It's just so, so, so in-depth and, and, and a lot of work. And yeah, I, and, you know, I, th- I thought I was prepared, but uh, I'm certainly it's a big learning curve the first year or two that you're, you're playing in this tournament. Well, if there's one guy that can do it, I know you can do it. You, you can bounce back and, and get yourself back into the mix of things. So I wanted to check in with you, see how you were doing. Do you, have you looked at uh, 
maybe the Winter Championship or Winter Derby at Los Al? Have you? Have I you looked seen at both kind of, of those. All right. I, I did, of course. You know, I've got to represent. All right. Absolutely, I did. I looked at the uh, the Los Alamitos Winter Derby first, and nice Grade One race for three year olds. I think yes. it's a two horse race. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I like. Mr. A political and powerful favorite. I hate Ooh, to go with the really? favorites, but okay. yeah, I think it's those two. I think it's a two horse race. Really. My numbers have it. Uh, Mr. A political and, and powerful favorite almost deadlocked. I think I, I really do think that powerful favorite is an unbelievably talented yes, he is. Uh, horse. Right. And, but I think that Mr. A political could have a fantastic three-year-old season. And I think he's just going to get better. And he's really only had two bad starts, and those were bad, bad breaks in the low sell, two million in the Ed Burke. And so, and they're both run next to each other in post five and six. So that's going to make the race very, very interesting because you know they both can break when they're on their best, and I think it could shape up to be a very, very good race. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you, but I, I think it's those two. You know who's interesting? Uh, who is coming along now? Second race off a of layoff is the three horse Red Hawk, Hawk Cartel for Matt mm-hmm. Fails. Full brother to Yankee. Yeah, full brother of the Yankee and uh, who's in the Brad McKenzie. But I, I think that uh, I, I, I do think that Red Hawk Cartel is maybe has a touch of class. We'll see second race off a layoff, lightly raced, only lost a length to powerful favorite in the in the trial. So it wasn't a bad time. 1991 can definitely improve off of that. All right. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting race there. Winter Derby. So who are you leaning more? Who, who are you leaning more? Mr. A political or powerful favorite? I'm leaning I, well, I'm, I, if I was betting this race, I would go with Mr. A Political. But I, I respect Powerful yeah. Favorite a lot and Chris O'Dell, of course. But Terry Knight is a heck of a trainer. I yes. Mean, a lot of quarter horse uh, people don't know much about Terry Knight because, you know, he's really been a thoroughbred trainer for yeah. much of his career. But, I mean, last year, only 26 quarter horses, but 38% winning percentage. So Terry can train. All right. So there it is. So he's you're leaning towards five and six there in the winter derby. Winter championship there Sunday night. Grade one, Brad McKenzie, uh, first birth to the champion champions is on the line. Uh, we've got a zoom in for spuds uh, from the rail. How'd you see this winter championship shaping up? Well, you have to respect zoom in for spuds, but when's the last time we saw a horse from the rail win a race like this? It just does not happen. I mean, he's, he's, he's been in the money in 31 to 36 tries. He's by a really good sire zoom in for, for bucks. I was looking that up. Zoom in for bucks is one of the top sires that we have. Uh, here in quarter horses, and I actually didn't know that before I looked this up. And I respect Zuma for Spuds, fastest qualifier, uh, reliable to break good. But again, we just don't see a horse win from the rail very often. But so I'm going to try to beat Zuma for Spuds. I'm going with the long shot. I'm going with the nine horse LDS. Oh, is I back. like this. I like this. Jaime Gomez. I mean, he just is incredible. He always steps up for a, a race like this. Jose Nicasio gets aboard or stays aboard. And uh, gets off of the uh, one-two special, uh, the two-horse for Monte Rosa. So I thought that was a, a big get-off, considering that the uh, one-two special ran a good race against He Looks Hot. And we know Edia's back uh, can finish, so he's he's kind of I like his post two on the outside there towards the post number nine. He can finish. He, he was just three quarters of a length behind suing for Spurs and Tarzanito there in that trial night. So I can see where you're building, and, and like you said, uh, it's tough to ignore Jaime Gomez on a big final, right? Well, and, uh, absolutely. And not to mention, uh, LD is back. That post, you're right, is a really good post draw. And the outside horse, Eyes the Favorite, really isn't that fast early. Correct. So I really think that helps LD is back and should get a really good trip from here. And, of course, uh, Jose Nicasio 
He started off a little bit slow here so far for the meet, only at 10%, but, you know, he figures to bounce back. One of the most talented jockeys we have. The other horse I like in here, Jose, is, is Tarzanito, the three horse. He can finish. Yeah. He, he really can finish. It runs a good race, very consistent as well, and lost to Zuman for Spuds by a half of a length. But I think he can turn that around considering that Zuman for Spuds has ended up on the rail. All right. So, well, we want to wish you the best of luck in day two there. Hopefully you can get back into the mix of things. And I'll be, I'll be keeping an eye. I, I can follow the leaderboard online. So I'll be, I'll be looking for you. But at least, at least you've got to finish in front of Weaver. You have to. Well, that's the entire goal. I'm looking to make an impact <laughs> early. And certainly don't want uh, Weaver to have bragging rights, that's for sure. All right, Scotty, best of luck. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you back here on the quarters. Hopefully uh, uh, a richer man after taking down the NHC. All right, thanks, Jose. Good to All be right. on. Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. All right, and that's the podcast, guys. I I wanted to uh, bring in Dave Weaver, but since he's sitting so good on the leaderboard after they won, I did not want to jinx him by kind of calling him him and telling him how he feels. So I didn't want to get him out of his group. So in the end, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave Dave Weaver alone so that he can concentrate and focus on day two. But thanks for listening. Like always, we'll be back next week. We'll see you guys then.